Hello, I am Victor Young, the Daily Life Coach, and thank you for joining me. Today's episode is brought to you by Digital Caviar, Florida's premier production company. Digital Caviar produces film, television, and commercial production services from A to Z. Visit Digital Caviar on Facebook or digitalcaviar.net online. Thank you for joining me today. Just in case this is your first time tuning in, make sure you listen to the rest of Season 1 on the DailyLifeCoach.com or iTunes. Also, Android users can check me out on SoundCloud and simply search for The Daily Life Coach on the search bar. Before we get started today, I'd like to thank my loyal listeners in Saudi Arabia. You're not going unnoticed. I'm, I'm watching you guys check it out. I can dig it. I appreciate you. You know, it, it's actually pretty amazing to watch the economy outside of oil being created over there. But I'll come check you guys out later this year. I'll see you soon in Saudi. This is the final episode of 2016 on the last day of 2016. You know, I, I found it fitting to make my final episode about my 2016 year. So I decided to call this episode the Daily Life Coach Year in Review. That's right. The Daily Life Coach Year in Review. You know, some people assume all successful individuals live these worry-free lives and often say things like, one day I'm going to be just like you or you are so lucky. So I thought I would share some of my highs and lows in 2016 so you guys have an idea how similar we really are. You know, we, we all share a lot of the same challenges, whether it's personal, professional, spiritual, physical, all the above. We, we all share similar situations in our lives. So before I share my story, I want to share a little about my professional background with you. Oftentimes I don't mention who I am and what I do outside of this podcast because Frankly, I can get a little excited in my podcast, so I'm a gentleman about it, and I don't I don't bring all my other partners and businesses into this thing. But I'll tell you who I am and what I do. I am the owner of a Lamborghini dealership, a BMW dealership, soon to be opening a Land Rover dealership and Jaguar dealership. I founded a software startup company called Human Technology Solutions and a film production company called Victor Young Productions, formerly Media and Management Global. And I recently acquired interest in the African-American film market, a film acquisition and distribution company, foreign sales, and also, last but certainly not least, acquired interest in Digital Caviar. Digital Caviar is a A-rated, Tier 1 film and production company. It's very exciting. If you want to know a little bit more about me, just hit me up on LinkedIn and check me out. But I, I, the reason I'm telling you this is not because I'm trying to be show a show-off here. I'm not trying to be a show-off. It's because I wanted to share with you that I do work for a living. I just don't do this podcast and call myself a self-proclaimed businessman. I live it. I walk it. I eat it. I sleep it. It's who I am. Like I mentioned in previous episodes, I'll die for what I believe in. I'll be gripped over, bent over working in one of my companies until the day I die. I enjoy working. I enjoy building things. 
So now that you've heard a little bit about who I am and what I do, I want to share a little bit about my year with you because some people consider me a successful individual and uh, I, I'm not where I want to be in life. I've got a long ways to go. I've got some lofty goals and dreams ahead, but but my path is, is pretty good. I'm, I'm on the way. As long as I stay focused and God willing, stay healthy, blessed, I'll get there one day. So I tell you what, my, my year has been a very interesting year because it was so busy, I didn't get a chance to breathe. I, I felt like I just didn't even get a chance to be human. If you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, which is at the Victor Young, you've probably seen some great pictures and in Spain and Italy and a few nice trips out to the West Coast and L.A. and Las Vegas and Miami and Palm Beach. And you think to yourself, you're still showing off, aren't you? I'm not. Those were all business meetings, except for actually one trip. I did go visit my daughter in Las Vegas, my oldest daughter. Had to go see baby girl. Go say hi to her and my son-in-law, Mr. Elihu. That's a, I'll tell you more about Elihu later. you got to hear more about Elihu. But anyway, we'll talk about the son-in-law later. So of all the travel I had last year, I spent about three days, four days, maybe, personal time. Everything else I did was all business. And it's fun to go visit destinations, but sometimes when you're on business, it's not quite the same. So there's a certain protocol that you have to follow when you're trying to actually enjoy life in a business setting. First of all, you have to enjoy what you're doing. Because if you don't enjoy what you're doing, there's doesn't matter what planet you're on, doesn't matter what country you're in, what state you're in, what five-star hotel you're at, the restaurant. If you're not enjoying what you're doing and who you're doing it with, forget about it. The value is minimal. So I had a lot of time to reflect last year as I traveled and and I, I thought about how do I want to do this moving forward? And I came up with a game plan. And I, and I think everyone should do that in their life. You should think about in 2017, how do you want to do everything that you do? If you work out, you're in the fitness, training, CrossFit, Orange Theory, how do you want to do it? Who do you want to do it with? How do you want to be healthy? You have to be serious about it. Everyone who's a bodybuilder knows it's not an afterthought. Everyone who's into their fitness that next level knows it's not an afterthought. It's a lifestyle. And you're normally doing it with someone. I underwent an evasive construction project at one of my companies that stressed my entire staff to their limits. You know, it's interesting when you displace people and you take them out of their comfort zone. And they don't have their apps on their computer or their pictures moved or they have a client that is yelling at them over something that they feel is out of their control because, frankly, they don't have their resources or facility that's required to get things done. It was stressful watching my people go through these stressful situations and their growing pains before our new facility was, was completed. Anyone who's gone through construction can feel my pain. If you've never gone through a construction project before, you have no idea what I'm talking about. You can't relate to it. And that's another thing in life I learned is this. Until someone's experienced something firsthand, they just can't relate to it. They just, they can't. It's about like someone writing a book about how to be the perfect parent, but they've never had children. 
You may love kids. You may work around them all the time, but until you have them and they're your own, like is not the same as having. You know, I, I lost my mother to a battle with cancer last year. And frankly, this is the first time I've actually been able to say that without breaking down or cracking. It's brutal. doesn't matter how much money you have. When you lose someone that you love, you would give up every dime you have to get that person back. Every dime. So I have a question for you. How are you living right now? What are you investing in the individuals around you that you love and respect and vice versa right now today how, while they're living and while they're healthy? And I'll tell you this. If you want to live a life without regrets, make sure you tell the people around you who are important to you just how important they are and make sure you respect them and you appreciate the respect they give you. I don't care if it's personal, professional, figure it out. My best friend had a massive stroke this year. Just turned 50. That was a close call. That was just close to home for me. That made me really look inward at my work habits, my eating habits, my sleeping habits, my stress level, as well as the individuals that I allow to be a part of that inner circle in my life that have the ability to bring stress or happiness to me. And I learned a little bit about hierarchy and inner circles. I watched a lot of great people become displaced or lost this year. That was, that was painful for me. I'm a people person. I love people. I want to see everyone happy on the right seat in the bus, making money, healthy, excited about what they do. And I, I watched a lot of people not quite get there. I, I saw people affected by emotions, their past. For a leader, that is painful. It just rips away at my heart. I watched a lot of people feed that bad wolf inside of themselves. That bad wolf that leans towards drama, chaos, divisiveness. It was sad to watch. I watched people tear themselves apart because they looked at someone who they believed was so different from them that they just locked horns and decided they would go down with the ship on this one. They were willing to give up everything they had to prove a point or to bring down this other individual. You know, I had one of the busiest and loneliest years of my life in 2016. You're probably wondering, how can you be busy and lonely? I'll tell you how that works. Sometimes life can come at you so fast when you're trying to do so many different things that you can get lost in it. The interesting part is, I find myself doing things for other people. And by the time I get to the finish line, I realize they stop running and they just let me run it in for them. They weren't even there anymore. Meetings, hotels, flights, airports, trainings, coachings. Next thing you know, you're sitting there looking at yourself at midnight, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, wondering why. You know, I watched the people, many people, not all, but many of the people closest to me choose not to take advantage of a legacy that I worked hard to create for them. 
people that share the bloodline, people that share the name, people that were there from the beginning, friends, neighbors, relatives, just individuals that I chose to invest in who got all the way to the end and just decided they didn't want to do it. And I'm not talking about work, just they didn't want to behave in a fashion conducive to success, respect, and progress. You know, like they say in the good book, too much is given, much is required. Even when someone gives you something, you have to know what to do with it, how to use it, and how to maintain it. If someone gave you a nice Rolls-Royce Phantom, long wheelbase, stainless steel hood, starlight roof, you name it, just suicide doors, all the ride. But you never maintained a car in your life. The only thing you had for a car was a 1963 Chevy Vega. You never changed the oil. You drove it till the engine blew. And then you pushed it in your brother-in-law's backyard where it still sits to this day. That was your experience with maintaining a vehicle. And someone gives you this Rolls Royce. Next thing you know, you've got to change the oil, put tires on it, keep it washed, put insurance on it. And you think to yourself, this is way too much work. I don't think I'm a Rolls Royce kind of guy. I'm going to sell it buy myself a Chevy Blazer. And that's okay to want a Chevy Blazer. The point I'm trying to make is this. It's hard to go from a 1973 Chevy Vega with no maintenance that you drove it until you killed it. And then all of a sudden someone puts the keys to a Rolls Royce Phantom in your hands. How do you automatically know what to do and how to maintain that Rolls Royce? What makes you want to maintain that Rolls Royce? Just because it's a Rolls Royce doesn't make you want to take care of it any differently than you've taken care of everything else in your life. If you see no value in the small things in your life, you won't see any value in the big things in your life. Some of the most valuable individuals in my life or the people that have been there consistently for me. They don't have to be individuals that provide some amazing service. They're just consistent for me. You know, I was asking, hey, are there any GOT fans earlier? And that whole hierarchy thing. And this is what I was going to get to with this. When you look at... Uh, Medieval times and the times of all the popular kingdoms and kings and queens. And you notice there was a castle and within the castle there was a government. And there were kings and priests and knights and soldiers and princes and princesses. And then when you, the further you moved out from the castle, depending on your class, you were in different parts of the kingdom. And I always used to think, you know what, if I was a king of Westeros... Or maybe even the king of the north. I would I would accept being king of the north. Or in my situation, king of the south. Because I'm a southern boy. I, I used to always think to myself, I would hang out with the people. I would be the people's king. And then I realized this. After watching an episode of Queen Cersei making her walk of shame from the Sons of Harpy back to her kingdom. People don't always necessarily like you when you're the king or you're the queen. They may respect you, but they don't always love you. So what does that hierarchy mean? I'm a southern boy. Self-made entrepreneur. I always say my mom and dad prayed me into success because I wasn't a very good student. But one thing I do believe is this. As you grow in life, there is a hierarchy. There is a chain. There is an inner circle. There are nights at your table. And if you don't put the right people at your table and allow the right people into your inner circle, 
and into your kingdom and into your castle. You'll get shanked out there with the, what do they call those people outside the castle? Peasants, commoners, I don't know what they call them. It's not a bad thing. Don't get, hey, look, I grew up cutting lawns, cutting grass, putting in irrigation systems on a shovel, sitting on the back of a truck after school and all summer long working. Starting when I was a very young man, 10 years old. So with that said, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth, but I do realize this. As you continue to progress, you're going to separate yourself from some people because you're not going to fit in. Now, let me tell you about the rest of my year, because I told you about a lot of my challenges. Tell you some of the great things that happened this year. I made more money than I've ever made this year. And making money has nothing to do with the rest of those things I told you about. Those things happen because they happened. My loneliness, the people that I watch make decisions that I wasn't necessarily excited about, none of those things happened because I was too busy making money. You make money because you're consistent and you do the things you're supposed to do consistently, correctly, until they just keep paying you more and more money because you just do it better than everyone else. I hear people say you have to be lonely to make money. That's not true. Something else great that happened in 2016. I laid the groundwork for many individuals that I believe in without them even knowing. A lot of my loneliness happened because I spent countless days and night working for the individuals that I believe in. Structuring and creating positions, training, coaching, looking for solutions, making investments. I spent a ton of time and money investing and laying the groundwork for people that didn't even know I was doing it. To this day, they still don't know. But I've got 2017 set up on the runway for these individuals. All they've got to do is get in the plane and start the engine, figuratively speaking. I'm not going to make them fly an airplane. Do you know how many people are watching you right now who are planning for you, who are investing in you, and you don't even know it? Because if they told you, you'd probably mess it up. You'd probably do something wrong. They're just waiting at the finish line to give you the keys to go and start the next venture in your life. I cried tears of happiness and tears of joy in 2016. I lost people that were close to me, but I met a lot of new, great people that I know are going to be in my life for years to come. That only occurs when you're confident enough and you're courageous enough to believe that if you move forward and you put aside those negative things or negative people in your life, you're going to run into the positive people that are waiting for you. They're already there. And they will 100% be attracted to that kind-heartedness and positive energy that you can bring forward with you. You just have to let that light shine and let it come out of you. I was able to separate myself from a lot of negativity in 2016. I actually started a no-negativity campaign that was amazingly successful. 
anyone who brought negativity into my circle, I immediately required them to bring solutions or at least start the negotiations and talks of sincerely finding a solution for the problem. My positivity campaign would not allow you to bring me any nonsense, tomfoolery, nunya, jackwagonness, nunya. You had to bring positive information or problems that became opportunities that became resolved. You know, all these things that, that, I, that I brought up, and, and trust me when I tell you, there's a lot of other things that happened, good, bad, and indifferent in my life in the year of 2016. We sold a feature film to a distribution company. It'll be in theaters in Europe in the spring of 2017. Cable television in the summer of 2017. We have another film in production. We built a new car dealership. I got to go fishing. I rode my tractor around. I was even able to bless a lot of people in their time of need that had I not made the income that I made in 2016, I would not have been able to be an influence and a positive person in their lives. All those things and many more have made me a better man than I was in 2015. And I'm excited about the things that are waiting for me in 2017. I'm seeing all of my businesses all start to just circle each other like a universe that's starting to, to create itself. Like planets orbiting a sun or vice versa. I got to make that decision. Do I want my sun orbiting my planet or my planet orbiting my sun? What's my universe so I can make that decision? Or you scientists out there, don't maybe debunk you. It's my universe. I can do what I want. And you can do what you want with your universe. All you have to do is start to dream about what you want your universe to look like. Who do you want in your universe? But you've got to start feeding that good wolf that's inside of you. You've got to be absent of the darkness. And we all have the dark side that looms around us, that follows us. Anyone who tells you they're perfect and they don't have temptations or they don't have issues of anger or resentment, they're not telling you the truth. Just because you meditate for 72 hours a day to get rid of it doesn't mean you don't have it. You're just neutralizing or combating it. The nature of man is conducive to entertaining the dark side. So you have to learn how to fight it. You have to learn how to oppose it. You have to learn how to mitigate or eliminate it. How do you do that? By thinking ahead of it. It's the only way you're going to make the advancements you want to make in 2017. You have to slay all of your weaknesses. You have to surrender your temptations. Not surrender to them. Ha ha! You're trying to spin that off. I, I already saw you over there. Not going to work. And every single day you got to take a step forward. Realizing that everything you do today is going to make tomorrow better for you. Trust me, coming from a guy who started out doing lawn service work and irrigation work 
to successfully operating and founding several companies that spend hundreds of millions of dollars a year in revenue. When you start spending out over $100 million annually in revenue every single year, you're doing something right. But I need each and every one of you, including myself, to continually look inside yourself. Look at the man or the woman in the mirror every single morning before you leave the house. And you require them to be positive. You require them to invest in others. You require them to invest in themselves. You've got to ask them to feed the good wolf. You've got to be able to slay that darkness. And you've got to look at your nights at your round table. What does your kingdom look like? The toughest part of what you've got to do in 2017 is to shed some of the dead weight, the negative individuals. And you start. You have to start requiring the negative people around you to be positive and bring positive results, even if there's an opportunity or a problem that you have to address. We all have challenges. This was one of the most amazingly challenging years in my life, and at the same time, one of the most successful years I've ever experienced at the same time. In the midst of challenges, there's also great victories. Don't give up. The victories I had this year were the victories I needed in order to set up my 2017 to be able to work a little bit less than I did in 2016 and make more money because the individuals I invested in are going to work a little bit harder and a little bit smarter right next to me. And we all get better and mo richer together. Mo richer, is that a word? Can you check that for me, producer? Mo richer? No, I'm getting a no. What's, what's a good word? Become ballers together? Can we can we ball out? Ball out till we fall out? Is that? Okay, I can use that one. Yeah, we're going to ball out till we fall out. We're going to do that. I think I've heard that in the movie somewhere. You've, you've got to have your dream team, guys. You have to have your dream team. If you plan on moving forward in 2017, you've got to require everyone on your squad, on your roster, to get it done. All you athletes out there, don't be the weak link. Make it happen. Our time is finite. Our time is limited to go and do these amazing things we're going to do in life. We can't be amazing every day all the time. So when you're blessed with the opportunity to be amazing, be good at being amazing. What is that called? What is it being good at, at being amazing? That's like a whole other word. i got to create something for that. We should call it victorious. Yes, I like victorious. I think it fits. Well, this is our final podcast for season one of the Daily Life Coach in the year of 2016. I hope you guys enjoyed this season. You can go back through once again and check out the other 14 episodes in season one. Season two will be back in the spring, and we're also bringing back our web series with it. So looking forward to it. We're going to be interviewing some guys. I've met some great men and women on Instagram and Facebook that have some great blogs and pages and really inspirational and motivational quotes out there. And we're going to be bringing in some of these guys in 2017 so that we can share every bit of knowledge and success that we can. So we got a great year coming up in 2017. I wish you guys the best. I know you're going to have a fantastic year. 
I believe in you. You just have to believe in yourself as much as I believe in you. Go make it happen. Smash 2017 and listen to The Daily Life Coach on SoundCloud, iTunes, and check me out. I am The Victor Young on Twitter and Instagram. Happy New Year's and live fearless, my friends.